At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hour number two of the nightcap, and boy, we bring in another professional athlete, making me feel real great about myself. Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champ, former All-Pro defensive end, Sean Merriman in the house. I'm, I'm Tim Murray. How you doing? I'm, I play D3 basketball. He downplays the fact that he was a third-string center on his JV high school team, but I told him everybody has a role. Hey. D3 athletes have, have hearts too, okay? Okay, Sean? Yeah. That, that's not nice. You know, the thing is, at least, at least you know what it feel like, right? <laughs> right. Like, to compete. Because I, you know, I got some boys, I got some friends who never made it to that level. I said, look, if you know what a training can't feel like, right. we good. Right. I mean, even Sean, like it took his coaches seven games his rookie year to figure out that he probably was a guy that could sack the quarterback. <laughs> and the more snaps he played, the better chance they had to win. No, I just, I know that so you're. So I'm just saying it was the coaching. It yeah, wasn't it was, you. Oh, politics, yeah. coach 100%. Yeah, yeah, that was it was that was always a fun thing and you know in high school it'd be like you know you have a decent game. I grew up in DC like yourself. So okay. basketball's huge. You have a decent game and you're you know 14 points in the Washington Post like, "Oh, is he going D1?" <laughs> no. I go D1. <laughs> Phone ain't ringing. Uh, but we got some D1 ballers here and uh, a lot to get to. Um but you this weekend uh hanging out in College Park back yeah. at your old stomping grounds. The Terps come out with those clean-looking uniforms. I tell you what, they look sharp. And uh, Terps get a big one against West Virginia. They did, man. And I think that, you know, kind of 
relive that rivalry again because when I was there, we hated each other. Right. You know, we went there. I just remember, you know, kids sitting up on trash cans in the neighborhoods, giving us the finger, throwing stuff at the bus. <laughs> but, you know, we got this long period of time where they just kind of beat up on us. Yeah. And, you know, now I think that we are in a place where it, we can call it a rivalry again because of the team there and what Mike Loxley built at the, at the camp has been good. And I was going to say, I was so proud of Mike Loxley and the job that he's done getting this program to the next level because this is a game last year that they lost. Mm-hmm. A game where they're competitive in the first half, couldn't figure out how to win the game in the second half. So you can see as he gets better players and more depth, that program starting to turn the corner. So I'm excited for the future. Well, you know, I always say this. If you look at across the board at that talent in Maryland, that oh, DMV yeah. area, that Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, we have some of the best talent. The problem is that we have all these other schools, mm-hmm. you know, the Penn State, Alabama, sneaking there in the past. But if the guys stayed home, we're going to win a lot of football games. Look at the star players that they have now. A lot of these guys are from the DMV area. So, you know, I'm always going to be a, a you know, big – um, advocate of guys staying home. As you know, you've been on a D3. You get a lot of PR from the, from the Washington Post and the Baltimore Sun right, and, and, right. and those places. I think you there. got me a little more PR in your career than I did. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know that Loxley can recruit. I mean, Sean Sean knows it firsthand. Well, that Sean knows it firsthand from him stealing recruits. It wasn't a him. fair fight. He had Alabama <laughs> on his shirt. I had University of South Florida. For some reason, the words just don't hit the same. No, but it got you to stay home. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Mike Locks was one of the reasons there. You know, right. I grew up about 20 minutes from the campus, and, you know, me, Vernon Davis, and EJ Henderson, we were all guys that were from the area. Was Diggs there with you guys, or he's a no, little he, he was, he was younger? Okay. He was after. But we had, we had a squad, you know, Randy Starks and DeQuell Jackson. If you look across the board and, and just the talent that we had there, we were all from the area other than DeQuell. Shout out to DeQuell Jackson, Florida boy, St. Pete in the building, someone on high <laughs> yeah, school. We, yeah, we stole one of you guys down yeah, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the advantage that Maryland has is they are in a Power 5 conference. Because this generation of athletes that are coming up, they only understand Power 5. So if you're not a Power 5, it's an uphill battle. And uh, from a facility standpoint, one of the best in the business as far as, like, making sure their players are taken care of and have the best uh, things necessary for them to develop and mature. Well, Sean, uh, we got to hit a break here in just a sec, but I I want you to kind of hit on it. Uh, Actually, we'll wait till the other side because you've been with with your lights out – promotion here for for a long long time i mean we've i've done interviews with you for the past couple years i mean it's continuing to grow and a little more eyeballs on so we'll we'll get on to that too but uh fired up to talk some some nfl we got the chargers a lot of buzz sean about your former team can they get it done this year? It, it is, but I wanted to stay quiet, man. I wanted to stay <laughs> right. under the radar. Let's be we, sneaky. Yeah, that's right, yeah. because my, my squad are not, you know, the charge not talked about enough, yeah. and I want to keep it like that. Yeah, well, I think they're going to get uh, – when you got Justin Herbert back there, you're going to get some discussion. All right, let's keep it rolling. we got the two Shawns that played in the NFL and, and me. Uh, it is a nightcap <laughs> here on VEASAN. Let's keep it rolling. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside former Super Bowl champ and three-time three-time Pro Bowler? Three-time, yeah. Two-time All-Pro? Three-time All-Pro. Three-time. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. My fault. He's on the cover of the EA Sports yeah, I mean, game. come on, right. Wikipedia. What are you doing? Yeah. Three-time All-Pro. And what was we were trying to think about the commercial that you did. The, uh, the Nike. That's one of the most memorable 
I mean, that was, wasn't that directed by some, like, big shot? Yeah, it was directed by Michael Mann. And so, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. you know, how, how that came about, you know, LT had a commercial himself, right. and I snuck on set. You know, Michael, they were out there, said, yeah, I want to, you know, do a commercial. Right. We convinced Michael Mann to come and do our commercial. <laughs> and we shot that commercial for 12 hours straight. It was the longest I've been on set ever. Wow. You know, and all the, all the big hits and everything that happened in that commercial, I actually did. Really? Yeah, and I even... <laughs> sure, the Chargers love that. Oh, they, oh, they, 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 they didn't. They didn't actually. But we, we had the Raiders scene, and I did that scene a little bit extra than I did everybody else. So. You know what's funny is uh, I saw a poll that came out today that the Raiders are the most hated team in the NFL. I don't know if it was fans or whatnot. I mean, what was that rivalry like when you were playing Raiders and Chargers? Well, you I guess the biggest thing is you see it on TV yeah. all the time. But seeing it growing up, growing up, you see the face paint, you see the you know the black hole, and you're sitting around like, oh my god, I got a plane here one day. And then obviously the baseball fields, you're like, okay, you know, you just remember sliding around on the baseball field. You you coming up to the stadium and you are going in and you just feeling it right away. Just feel like some kind of Halloween, big Halloween party. Yeah. And I've never seen anybody more rowdy and just. I mean, it was, it was, it was, as a rookie coming in, it was scary. Yeah. It was scary coming in for the first time, but, you know, as, as usual, we went in, took care of business. The one thing I think where you the, know about beating the, the Raiders, thing, too. No, they beat our butt. Like, we still you won the Super Bowl against them. Yeah, but I'm talking about my rookie year when I was oh, actually oh, playing. Yeah. I was photobombing <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So I, I invented photobombing. I, I was still behind John Gruden the entire game. I knew the camera would be on him. I didn't want people to forget that I was at the game. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's you got to stay in front that's of the right. camera. Got to stay relevant. That's right. Trying to get my Q rating up. <laughs> and and twenty what, years later, you got a job at Visa. I'll say, coming from the South, the one thing that I feel like the NFL maybe missed the boat is they keep when they realign the conferences. Because when I was drafted by Tampa, we were in the NFC Central. It was Tampa, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, and then about year four in the league, we went to the NFC South, which was Atlanta, New Orleans. Carolina and Tampa. So when you're talking about rivalries, as you get further east, it gets kind of tricky for some of those organizations because they've evolved. Yeah, but I mean, for you know, us, we grew up in oh yeah in the D.C. area, so you always look at the skins, the cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was that's going to be the same because yeah. I had family when I got drafted. I had family that thought I was going to the Cowboys. So everybody had a Merriman's <laughs> Cowboys, <laughs> and then the people who were Redskins, well. well Washington football team's fans right. and on, on my side of the family, they were like, we ain't, we ain't buying no jersey. You know, that's what they told us. They said, we're not buying a jersey. So I said, y'all really not going to go out and get a jersey. Well, awesome. And then you get drafted by the Chargers. And yeah. you, you get that beautiful powder blue. They should wear – they need to wear the powder blue more. You think what, – what do you – all right, as a Charger, that uniform I think is one of the cleanest. And I know they used to use it only once a cut. Now they've incorporated a little bit more. Do you like the fact that it's used – Limited, or would you like to see it more regular, that powder blue? I, I love to see it regular. I still think that it's it's the best uniform of all time. Oh, you know? so nice. And when you come out in those jerseys, you got to get a W. <laughs> you have you, to. I mean, you, you have to get a win because you're you lining your, your uniform up in the locker and you know you're playing either on a Sunday night or, or, or Monday or Thursday night football game. You know you got to get a win in that, in that uniform. So, hands down, I, I still think it's the best uniform of all time. I think they should go back to the Kellen Winslow helmets, you know, with the one face Mass bar. <laughs> I'm aging myself a little bit, but when I think Chargers, being from the South, all I can see is Junior Seau in the dark blue top oh, yeah. with the, the white pants. Sleeves. Yeah, with the cut sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like for me, I'm 44. That's kind of the traditional one, but 
I like the I like the light blue too. It looks nice. I just think it does. I, I think LT. That and the LT. What was the little ball flip? Oh yeah. He used to do when he scored. Oh yeah, the layup. Yeah, yeah. Did Where did your dance originate? The lights out dance. Well, so what happened was uh, I I knocked out four kids in high school my sophomore year and. <laughs> I convinced in the my, same game, by the, the way. same game. I, I convinced my mother to let me go get a lights out tattoo on my right forearm because I, I I just knew it was going to be a thing. I got to school the next on that Monday and everybody was calling me lights. So I said, okay. I, I told my mom, I said, you, we got I got to get a lights out tattoo. So I end up uh, when I make a big sad, sack or a big hit, I end up flicking the switch like I'm doing the lights out. <laughs> so that's what that whole thing. I and mean, we just talked about Ralph Friedrich. I did that my my freshman year at Merlin, and Ralph Friedrich yanked me out the game and said, "If you ever do that again, <laughs> you're never playing here." And I got you know, I tucked my head. I'm thinking I did the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I get on the sideline, and I remember EJ Henderson and all the juniors and seniors kind of hit me on the back of the head and said, "What what was that dance you did?" Keep doing it. I say, okay, I'm, I'm staying with you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. Well, you, I mean, you keep performing, and you can, you know, thing. You get to do a little bit more when you're when you're a baller. Hey, listen, I always believe to the victor go to spoils. If you're making the plays, you deserve to dance. If you're not making plays, then you need to get to the sideline quickly and figure out how to get a W. But that's that's me. If you're winning, I like it. I love it. If you're competitive, you guys are having a good season. Have fun. I don't like it when you're down forty. Or you guys are below 500 for the year, right? And you're losing, like. But when, hey, you're, when you're an all pro and you're football's a dudes. game played on emotion. Well, and that's and that's what make this whole taunting thing right terrible, terrible. I, I just, you know, I get them. They clean up the football game and, and less hits and no helmet. To, I get all that stuff. But when you're talking about taunting, right? And whoever make these rules or think that should be a flag never played the game before in their life. Facts. Because you know that after you do have a big hit or after you do it and somebody's blocking you the whole game, well, you're, and excited, your butt, yeah. you're excited to get one on it. Yeah. And so when you're talking about playing football and the raw emotions of playing the game and you see somebody get that excited, you can't control that. Absolutely not. There's nothing you can do about that. You got to let that go. Former Charger Sean Merriman hanging out with us in the studio. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, I've never been blocked in my life, but I can only imagine how hard it is. You're, so to, you're telling me to, to you get tell, around the edge. You're telling me in that D3 school that you went to, people <laughs> weren't slamming it up the glass every time you go for a layup. You've been blocked before. I mean, yeah, I've been blocked. I wouldn't say I, I've had a 335 left tackle try to, try to knock me down. See, I exited the NFL before 270-pounders running 4.6s started rushing the quarterback. I went ahead and – You're like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm good. I went to television. Yeah. <laughs> Much safer. Well, let's uh, let's get to this Chargers team because they're, they're fascinating in case because I, I think you know a lot of people expect an upgrade in coach a lot of close losses last year with Anthony Lynn Brandon Staley comes in um, you know a guy that talk about D3 this guy was a D3 defensive coordinator like five years ago at John Carroll now he's a head coach in the NFL um, and you have Justin Herbert who is the headliner Sean but I thought them being patient and getting their guy in the first round of Rashawn Slater was a tremendous job uh, I think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be a, an instant impact type of player there. So I really liked what they were able to do, just in addition to you know, Derwin James and Keenan Allen. So what are your expectations of this Chargers team whose win total at, at, at most sports books is sitting around nine? I think that Tom Telesco, the general manager, did a great job because when you have a talent, a generational talent like Justin Herbert can be, you go out to protect them. If we all seen what happens when you don't protect the starting quarterback like Joe Barrow, mm -hmm. you could bring in a fantastic player. Mm -hmm. It could do some great things, but if you don't have time and you don't have the people in place to protect him, 
then it doesn't matter. We see a lot of quarterbacks, especially with that kind of talent, come into the league into a really bad organization who don't build around them, and they're gone before they, you know, before they came in, just like they came in. And so what Tom Telesco has done this offseason is build around. Obviously, they got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. They got targets all over the offensive side, offensive side of the field. But yeah. now you need – Justin Herbert can wing it. Mm-hmm. He's throwing 60, 70 yards down the field. And so in order to get, get to the deep ball, you need – Blockers, you need to give him time. Austin Eckler, those guys, Jones, they, they're going to run the ball this year. They're going to mix it up. And I just, if you look across the board, and the reason why a lot of people aren't talking about them is because they're in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. That's the only reason. If they wasn't, if they were in a division where you, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not there, and, right. and, and they just coming off a, a a Super Bowl appearance, then the Chargers are going to be talked about being the best, you know, top three or the top five teams in the National Football League. But that's why the Chargers are a better organization than the Bengals. Bengals had an opportunity to protect Joe Burrow, and they went with the flash and drafted Jamar Chase when Panay Sewell was available. And it's harder to find athletic big guys that can pass protect than it is to find fast guys that can catch at receiver. It's a lot more those guys. That's why hats off to Telesco and the Chargers for taking an unsexy draft pick in Rashawn Slater, but one that I think is going to reap a lot of rewards for them moving forward. Well, and they were patient, too. I think that was the best part because I think everybody and their mother knew Chargers need a tackle. Yep. Right. And Rashawn Slater was thought of, some people thought 1A, 1B, but it, whatever it was, it was, it was the second best tackle in this draft behind Panay Sewell. And there were teams where they trade up ahead of them. And we knew the Jets, they ended up trading up to get an offensive lineman, uh, the kid out of USC. But I give them a lot of credit. You know, I've never been in a draft room, but I can only imagine the pressure that is there knowing your guys hanging out. So, you know, to your point, I give them a lot of credit. Didn't trade away draft capital, stood there, got their guy, instant starting at the left tackle. But when it comes to Justin Herbert, you look at his numbers, he was tremendous last year. Um, what, What do you expect from him entering year number two, um, new head coach. Uh, they go defensive-minded. Did, what did you think about getting in Brandon Staley? Uh, I thought maybe they'd go offensive-minded. they bring in you know the Rams defensive coordinator. You know, selfishly, I was happy because they brought in a, defensive, <laughs> a defensive-minded coach. And, you know, I'll never forget, uh, you know, Brandon, coach Brandon Staley called me the night he was brought in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he started – he called a lot of – you know, a few players that played, you know, in the teams where we were pretty dominant – but he, he made a call to me, and we talked on the phone for 20 minutes, and you heard the excitement in his voice. And that excitement is really only going to come from the defensive guy. Right. Because he's looking like, okay, we're good on offense. We know we can put up 30-plus points a game on offense. Now you let some of these guys, the Kenneth Murray, the, the, uh, the Derwin James, you let these guys go. And I think that's what they were missing before in the past. These guys had chains on them. They, they had leashes on them where they couldn't go and make plays. And being in a defense, knowing that, these guys have the ability to go make plays. You got to let them go. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, you play with some guys who just had unbelievable talent. You try to put them into a scheme and have them play a certain way. They're not going to make plays. Right. Uh, with Brandon Staley, it's the opposite. Uh, he wants these guys to go make plays. He, if you're explosive, you can, and you you have the ability and the capabilities to make these plays. You're going to do it. And then the other the other part of it is is he's a data guy. Mm, he, yeah. He's a, he's a data. He's a numbers guy. He has a play count. How long this happens? We need to do this. These are these percentages are here. We need to back off. Of do, he, everything with him is about numbers, and I think it's because of the, the youth. Um, I, I think that I, I I don't think I've been the same age as the coach they brought in ever. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, he has this thing about him where you know he walks in the room, he has a presence, mm-hmm. and you know that when you walk in that facility, the the team feels different. They, that being around the organization now, and it has been in the past, it feels different. The guys are much more motivated. You feel like 
they have the ability to compete with anybody. It's interesting. I don't know Brandon Staley uh, personally, but I do. I can hear the excitement in your voice as a former player. To me, that says a lot. You know, anytime a new regime makes the guys that came before and paved the way for this to be possible at the level it is now, they make them feel wanted. That's a good thing. His challenge and the obstacle that he'll have to prove he can overcome is can he lead men when adversity hits? That's what separates the elite head coaches in that league from the guys that don't make it is the ability to lead men because adversity is going to come. You know, you're not going to be able to treat all those guys the same. There are going to be times when the attention to detail isn't on par. How do you get it back on track? There are going to be times where, from a motivation standpoint, maybe everybody's not as locked in as they should be. So those are the challenges that he'll face. But he has the one thing that every coach would die for, an elite talent at quarterback. And uh, that's something that you need to even begin to talk about winning a championship. And I think that I buy stock in the Chargers. I think they're heading in the right direction. Well, you mean, you, you, you've seen it over years. If you have an elite young quarterback it gives you so much cap flexibility to build around them put talent around them until you have to re-sign them sean merriman hang out in studio well, let's stick with the chargers week one they go to your old stomp and grow yeah. oh, not your old stuff I mean, where you grew up you're, right, you're, right, you're right. a charger but uh where you grew up they go to washington and speaking of you know elite type of defensive players chase young what are your what do you think of chase young Chase Young, another guy from Maryland. Yeah. You know, another kid from Maryland. In went fact, to DeMatha. Went to DeMatha. I was, I was hearing about Chase Young. My high school coach was, all, was his teacher in high school. Really? So, you know, you, you come up and you, you always hear the area, oh, this guy's going to be the next Sean Murray, man. I, after like the 10th person, you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you say that about it. So my, my coach came around. He said, no, 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 this guy Chase Young. And this was when he was in high school. He said, no, no, this, this dude is another animal. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's, like, he's a version of you and how you were. And I watched him all the way through high school and all the way through Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'm not even surprised. And I don't think we've even seen what Chase Young is capable of doing down the road because he's just kind of coming to his own. He walked in the locker room as a leader. Mm-hmm. He walked in being vocal. And not not many players, when you come in that young, you have that kind of notoriety. Yeah, that self-confidence. And he has a lot of confidence, and yeah. he's playing like it. He's getting the respect. The one thing that I'm going to look at Chase Young this year is can he make that bound from his first to the second year? Because now people know what you're capable of doing. I remember coming in and having that big rookie season. The next thing I know, I got double teams and people sliding That's protection right. and the chipping off the edge. You, the running back is motioning. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, the, the offensive coordinators got to the point where they would come and tell me before the game and say, you're not touching the quarterback. Yeah, you're not going to beat us. And they, I would have three people. So he's going to have to come, over, come up with, over that adversity. And for the Chargers, I'm, I'm going to look at Slater and Chase Young. I, that – that to, that to me they is, played against each other in college too. That to he me is the game. Chase in college, too. yeah, he did a good job. That to me is going to be the game. That's the game within the game because if they can stop Chase Young, they can keep him off of Justin Herbert. You know, it should be a big win for the Chargers. And also, my my former quarterback that I played with the Bills, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my God, Fitzy. you know I played with Fitz Magic. You know, and and I and I'll tell you this, Fitz is one of the he's one of the funnest people to have around in the locker room. This isn't the show. This got cameras Tuesday, Wednesday practice, no cameras we around. This, we, we go to the same barber in Tampa because he was tell. in Tampa. I, I didn't yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, we do. <laughs> but, but and you know, it's just it's going to be a big year for them. Yeah. More, more on Washington yeah, and the him. Chargers. Sean, we're making them stick around. And we got to get into the Lights Out Extreme League as well. Stick around. It's the nightcap. Sean Merriman, Sean King right here on Visa.
keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Super Bowl winner, Sean King, three-time All-Pro Sean Merriman in studio here at the Circa Sportsbook. I, I want to keep talking about this Chargers-Washington game because, you know, I getting your both your perspectives, we were just talk, you guys were just talking about it in the break, about what Chase Young should expect this year. And then, you know, your expertise and your knowledge of this Chargers team. I think this is a really fascinating game in week one because there's a lot of hype around Washington this year because of that youth up front defensively, right? You've got four first-round picks on that defensive line. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, all first-round picks by this organization, all young guys. They played well against Tampa. I think that was a little misleading. If you look at the numbers, they actually got gashed pretty good uh, in that game defensively. But let's start with Washington defensively, Sean. And and you guys were talking about I think that was a great conversation uh, during the break. Chase Young, year two, what should the expectations for him? Rookie of the year, you know, big-time name now, number two overall pick. What should be expecting this year? Well, he, I think he's still going to have double-digit sacks. They're just not going to come the same way they did before. You know, he's going he's gonna to go two, three games at a time with no sacks. It's just going to happen. A long time ago, I remember Bruce Smith telling me, like, hey, you know, sacks come in bunches, especially for great players, because now you come out and they're going to double-team you and triple-team you, find a way to keep you away from the football What's going to help him out is what you just said. They have an excellent front line and defense. This game is going to be won and lost up front. It's going to be across that four, front four, front five is where the game is going to be well lost to one. But they can't double team too many times because Sweat's going to get off. Mm-hmm. Well, Allen's going to play. Pain. You know, so that, and I can tell you that's the, one of the reasons why I had so many sacks in my career because I had a Jamal Williams. I had these guys that were capable also of making plays. That way I can go and Wade Phillips said, hey, you know, this guy's going to get double team today. This is your one-on-one. This is your time to make plays. So, yes, Chase Young, is, he's going to have double digit sack year again. He, I think he'll have, you know, 13 or 14 plus sacks. But they're not going to come the way they did last year. He's not going to see very many one-on-one blocks. That's when it's going to open up for the rest of the defensive line guys to go make plays. For me, as I watch Chase and that defense, it's all about temperament. Like, I played with an elite defense. Mm-hmm. We Hall of Famers everywhere. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber yep. is a finalist. That's not even including Hardy Nickerson, Simeon Rice, who should be on the ballot. They brought it every day. Like, it didn't matter what was happening in the game. Their temperament never changed. So, Washington is a team that I feel like does have a lot of very special young talent. How do you handle success is just as big in that league as how you handle failure. Now that everybody is saying your name, everybody does expect you to go out and produce. Can you do it week in and week out? So for me, I'm just going to sit back and watch it. Hopefully they take the next step and become an elite defense. It's going to be fascinating and intriguing for me to watch. But for me this year at Washington, it's all about temperament. I want to see what happens when he goes those two, three games without getting a sack. What's his temperament? Is he still defending the run when he has to? Is he still setting the edge? Is he still the contain guys? Is he still doing the little things that make defenses great? Because a lot of people don't understand the X's and O's of football. Great defenses, everybody on that defense is responsible for a gap. Everybody's responsible for an area. If everybody does their job at an unbelievable level, they're good on defense. But the minute somebody says, I'm going to be selfish, I don't have any sacks yet, we're in the third quarter, I know I'm the contained guy, but I'm going to go underneath the tackle, and the quarterback leaves the pocket and scrambles for a first down, and they score on that drive, and you guys lose the game by three points. Those are the little small nuances that the trained eye looks for when the guy's trying to make this next jump. But I'm pulling for him because I think he's great for the game. I love his energy. 
I love the excitement that he plays with, the emotion that he plays with. So I'm, I'm watching him. Well, what are your expectations, Sean? I, I played under eight and a half wins for Washington, not because I think they're worse. I think they're better than they were last year. I just think they benefited from some fortunate quarterback situations. You look at their schedule, Herbert, Allen, Ryan, uh, Jameis, Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, Brady, Russell, Derek Carr, Dak twice. What do you think expect? Crazy Ryan Fitzpatrick played with you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but but what do you expect? Fixy like 52 you know, and a half. Good God, that guy is old. Uh, but what do you expect from Washington this I, year? I think they can win 10, 10 games. Okay. I got them winning 10 games, and I also have them winning that division. Um, you know, one thing about Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick is he will come up and he will light you up. You know, my, my biggest gripe with him, and that's always been, even when we played, is that he go missing for a couple of games here and there. Yep. The, the upside of that is you, that division you play in. You know, if you played somewhere else in the AFC West where they have a lot of competition week in and week, week out, uh, or, you know, up in the North, uh, you know, in, in the Pittsburgh division. Right. AFC North. AFC North. If you play against those guys, you can't go miss for a couple of games because it's the, the division stuff. And that division, if he goes missing, doesn't play up to par for a couple of games, they can actually get away with it because of that defense. Well, lights out is right about one thing. The NFC is hot garbage. <laughs> can, we, can we keep you? Can we borrow you for one more segment? We'll get let's you out it. here. No, no, right, let's one do more it. segment. Let's do it. Sean Merriman hanging around. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN. time to start planning your football contest strategy and the vsin pro football guide is the perfect way to start our vsin experts have won major football contests around las vegas our guide will give you insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge download the vsin nfl guide today for only 19.99 or get vsin all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season head on over to vsin.com backslash subscribe you know sean this is how i got sean king to be my co-host i just wouldn't let him leave the studio he came in he was supposed to do one segment i said hey can you do one more can you do one more and now he's works for us he's now our co my co-host so is this I, work just look behind you for a second yeah look at this thing no i mean look at our backdrop this isn't work this is passion no but it is uh, it is great sean king of course yeah, appreciate you coming in uh, super bowl winner sean merriman and uh sean not only three-time all pro but is uh, running lights out extreme fighting. We've talked about this a number of times, and it's it's rolling, man. And you guys have a fight coming up in a little bit uh, at Resorts World. We can yeah. you can watch us uh, watch it on uh, on was it on Fubu Football, Football Fubo Sports. now. Uh-huh. I mean, things are rolling. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the the lights out extreme fighting. Yeah, so you know my. Playing career in football, I was, I was spending most of my off seasons training with a lot of the MMA guys. I thought originally it was just going to help me get better with my football with hand-eye coordination. Yeah. As a pass rusher, it's really good for you. Actually, I try to get more former athletes to transition into some kind of combat sports when they're done. But, yes, with Lights Out Extreme Fighting, we're on football sports now. So you better catch us uh, in our first uh, – all our five fights are on football sports. You can catch that out, check that out in uh, November 19th, Resorts World. Be coming up here in Vegas. So, uh can't wait for that. That's going to be a big one. That'll uh, be cool. And so, he, you know, he, Sean just asked me, was I, I said, look, I just trained. All right, I don't plan on fighting. But <laughs> We're not going to get I, If I got to, I will, you know. Uh, Sean Merriman, are we going to break the news right now? Part of the, part of the card, I mean, November 19th. Are we going to see, like, Merriman versus Tyson? I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> no, you got to give me somebody younger, man, in, in MMA. Uh, you know. Okay. So okay. I, I, that's a, that's what I'm just asking because it seems that that's the end thing to do now. Former athletes get in a boxing ring, and then they realize that okay, this isn't the same as like when I grew up. And like we fought in the street, and we fought for twenty seconds, and they broke it up. Like no, it's it's a thing, it, and it's you know what? It's going to get bigger because a lot of former athletes when they did. I was twenty eight, going yeah. twenty nine when I got done. So if you look at it, I can still go and fight. There's a lot of other, yeah. you know, especially NFL guys. NFL guys be ready to go right away. Yeah, but NHL, rugby, you know, you got some bad spar- sports and basketball players. It's pretty good at at at, uh, at boxing. So. Um, you're going to see a lot of that coming. We welcome a lot of former athletes into Lights Out Extreme Fighting. That's what's up. I'm definitely coming on November 19th because I'm transitioning since I moved to Vegas about a month and a half ago into more of the MMA mixed martial arts fighting because I grew up with boxers, Winky Wright, Antonio yeah. Tarver. And, and MMA is – actually, I like it more because the fighters fight more. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that's ill in boxing is out of sight, out of mind. Like the champion has a, a championship fight. He's going for 18 months. I like the fact that your fighters are active in that sport. Yeah, well, you're going to get – you always – especially in MMA, you're going to get the best versus the best. Right. And I think that yeah. that's what everybody want to see. And yep. for your you know, lights out extreme fighting, it, you, you mentioned it. It's a, it's a feeder to the UFC. You said how much – about – Percentage-wise, what would you say feed into the UFC? You know, we, we, a lot of our fighters do go on to uh, other promotions. Yeah. And, you know, we try to keep them, but, you know, we, <laughs> the big money come around. And, uh, you know, being a former athlete myself, you always want to see guys uh, succeed. get succeed yeah. and pay. So we can't do it. They end up going to other leagues. But we would like to keep, um, you know, keep our top talent. Yeah, for sure. And uh, once again, Resorts World, November 19th, Fubo TV. Fubo, uh, Fubo Sports. Sports. Yes. Fubo Sports. Check out. Uh, check out that the extreme fighting, uh, uh, the lights out extreme fighting. Uh, so it's it's been going on how many years now? Well, uh, well, including the pandemic or not, because yeah. we got shut down just like yeah. everybody else. But uh, we're going on three years. Now. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to you a couple yeah. years ago about this. So, uh, Sean Merrim, up, before uh, before we get you go, let's let's get a couple thoughts just to to wrap things up here. Um, Tampa's coming back. Everyone's coming back. Now remember, Sean is a little partial here, so be nice. But I'm what do you expect biased. from the what do you expect from the defending champs? Well, you know, for one, you always have to see them have an opportunity to repeat again. Yeah. Um, for one, they didn't have a uh, a season, an uh, offseason before. Right. So now if you look at the media, you see Mike Evans, some of these guys talking, they're like, hey, this is, we're light years ahead of where we were. Right. And that's expected because they, they're on the same page. They get a whole offseason together to work on timing, work on routes, get a feel for each other. So you got to expect them to have another opportunity. Obviously, Tom Brady, which I'm not going to speak too positive about why I'm here, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, always going to be my nemesis. Uh, but he's the greatest quarterback to play the game. Yeah. Uh, so you got to expect from to come back and have everybody working on all cylinders. Um, and and now in the AFC, everything's wide open. I really do believe that. I, I believe that uh, there's teams, include, include, I don't want to be biased, but include my charges have gotten better. Um, and as, as talented as Kansas City is, as many you know, stars that they have and how many different ways they can hurt you, it's, it's been other teams that's also gotten better in the division, so we'll see. When you speak about the Chiefs, you know, this is uh, – we, we talked about the hangover a little bit, just some of the trends of, of that first game. Sean thinks they're, they're, they could lose that first game taking on the Browns. I like Cleveland week one. Um, but, you know, with the charge, I think the AFC West, while the Chiefs are the favorite, I think rightfully so – the Chargers have gotten better. I think the Broncos. Bills. Ooh. Bills. I, I think that we're yeah, Another not, former team. My, yeah, we're not talking about my former team in Buffalo Bills. We're not talking about them enough. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and these guys. Now, had an opportunity to talk to Stephon Diggs at the, at the Maryland <laughs> yeah. game. 
And, you know, this is another one. It's the best probably combo right now in, in the NFL, and we're just not talking about them enough. When I say that all teams got better, they, the Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones is probably going to make that team a little bit better. So yeah. I definitely think that the Tampa Bay has an opportunity to go back. I mean, you look at across the board, guys took pay cuts. They structured everything so they all can come back. If you look at the, at the AFC, mm-hmm. I really do believe the AFC is wide open. I agree with you 100% because I think Cleveland and, and Tennessee – Right, Tennessee. A, a Tennessee's another one. Great opportunity. Ah, I was going to be fascinating to watch. I think it's it's largely going to revolve around health. Who stays healthy? Who doesn't have the injury that kind of just puts them behind the eight ball? For instance, Baltimore. They yeah. always find Dealing him, and then all of a sudden, J.K. Right Dobbins now. goes down. And granted, you can replace him, but it's not going to be J.K. Right. So, he will stay healthy. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Before we let you go, we got about 45 seconds. Who's playing in the Super Bowl in Sean Merriman's mind, and who is, uh, who's hoisting that Lombardi come early 2022? Well, I'll say Tampa Bay. Back-to-back. I, I, back. I, I think they get an opportunity to go back-to-back. Back. Um, I think that because of the team they assembled, they stayed together. Uh, I think that Tom Brady wants to get one more just to shove it in all of our faces again, <laughs> um, include anybody that I, I, I play with. Um, so you, you got to put them up there just for that for that fact, and, and also they're in the division where Jameis, you know, Jameis Winston, Winston uh, is, is now. You know, they've gotten better, but I just think they're they're light years ahead of, of where everyone else is right now. Sean Merriman, three time All Pro, check out Lights Out Extreme Fighting Resorts World, November nineteenth. Sean King's going to be ringside. He said you're going to get me in shape, y'all. We're going to see. <laughs> Sean, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate Sean it. Merriman. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Sean King, Tim Murray. Well, that was fun. Yeah, man. Had a nice uh, three-time All-Pro stopping on by. I think I'm going to go over to the gym. Is he getting you uh, motivated? Yeah, but I don't I'm, get you motivated. I don't I'm, get you motivated. The only thing I'm punching gym? is the bags. I'm not doing any actual combat activities. What would, what would you do training-wise in the offseason? Would you do any fighting or anything like I that? I worked out at Saddlebrook with all the tennis players. Really? Yeah. Huh. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. I mean, quick, shifty type of things. I mean, working, tennis, on, working on my golf game. You and your you and Marty Fish. Aren't you Marty Fish? Close? Yeah, man. James Blake. That was Martina Hingis. Jennifer Capriati. And Elena you, Dokic. You, do you, uh, yeah. you get on the tennis court? I'm Okay. I'm much better at golf. Hmm. I had a good forehand, but if I had a serve, it's over. <laughs> yeah. I can't get the serve in. Get you in doubles, though. Just, ah! Um, well, we appreciate uh, Sean Merriman stopping by. That was great stuff. And I loved hearing you guys talk. The, the Chase Young angle was something that I think there's just this assumption, Sean. And I, I get it, right? He was great last year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Sean anticipated it to be a, a down year. He says it's just going to be a unique challenge. And you know how it is being on the other side of the ball right. and scheming up. I mean, now every team, now, I, sure, as the year went on, there were schemes for Chase Young. But now, 
I mean, teams know the Chargers right now are making sure that number 99 in burgundy and gold does not get to the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, his temperament, I talked about it. He's going, they're going to frustrate him. They're going to decide that he is not going to be a factor today. And can you maintain the same level of aggressiveness, attention to detail, composure during those two, three games as uh, Lights Out talked about where he may not have sex? Yeah. Can you still have an impact? You know, that is, I, I think that's a very under the radar, fascinating game for week one because I think both of those teams have gotten a decent amount of buzz this offseason. I felt like early in the offseason, especially right after the draft, Sean, mm-hmm. people were very high on the Chargers. I talked about I love their draft. I love what they're able to do. Getting Rashawn Slater, getting Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, getting uh, Chris Rumpf at a Duke, a dude who can just go get the quarterback, uh, and not having to trade any capital to get all of those guys. Uh, and then you have Justin Herbert coming back. You've got those, you know, Keenan Allen. You've got Mike Williams. And then you've got Washington. And Washington, despite the, the division that they play in, I think a lot of people are expecting them to take that next jump. And I, I've I've laid out why I think they're the you know play under. I, I think it's a little bit of a contrarian play on my behalf right. uh, because everybody thinks they're winning this division, and I get it. But look at the quarterbacks that they're playing. And I talked about the crossovers that Washington has to play. You know, they have to play Buffalo while no one else in the NFC East has to play the Buffalo Bills on the road. Uh, they have to go and play uh, the Packers. Well, no one else has to play anyone, you know, the Packers. So I think the crossover games, they have to get the Seahawks. They get them at home, but still, uh, I think the crossover games are detrimental to Washington. So I I think it's going to be a a tricky year. I think they're better as a team and as an organization, Sean, but I think they are an under 500 football team this year. You know how I feel about that division. Yeah. Take the under on all four teams. (laughs) Well, I I think uh, a a division that uh, had an NFC East-like weekend was the Pac-12 North. I don't know if people caught what happened to the Pac-12 North because there was a lot of love out there, rightfully so, for what UCLA was able to do. Big spot, prime time, they beat LSU. Well, UCLA's in the Pac-12 South. The Pac-12 North on Saturday, Sean, <laughs> went 0-6 against the spread, 1-5 straight up, they lost two games outright as 17-point favorites or better. That would be Washington State against Utah State and Washington against FCS Montana, in which they had 12 drives where they didn't get inside the Montana 30. Cal lost in Nevada, blew a lead there, had two touchdowns early, didn't score again, uh, another touchdown. Stanford looks awful. They've got a new quarterback starting this week in Tanner McKee, so maybe he gives them some sort of jump start. And Oregon State went to West Lafayette. That game was actually close. Purdue scored a late touchdown to get the cover. So 0-6 ATS, 1-5 straight up. I know you are a firm believer that the Pac-12 is the Conference of Champions, the premier conference in all of college football, Sean. Uh, You have said that. I told you the AAC is better than the Pac-12. <laughs> you did. And who disagreed with me vehemently? Uh, that Yogi Roth. Yogi Roth. Yeah, Yogi Roth. We have to get Yogi Roth on the show this week. All right. We, yeah. We can call him up. Well, I told him. Cincinnati, Central Florida, even Tulane in a loss. Yeah. The two- like, what is this? Pac-12. 
they're, they're just kind of holding on to UCLA, and, and UCLA deserves the credit that they're getting, but look at some other pieces. So, spinning it ahead to this week. Washington lost to Montana. Yeah. Oregon is visiting Ohio State. Woodshed. Kayvon Thibodeau, I think he'll play. I don't. You don't think he's going to play? I think we're going to see load management start to happen in uh, college football. Now that they got these NILs and they've got some revenue and money coming in, Oof. these guys aren't going to risk, especially a guy like him, this p- potential first-round pick. That thing's got to be 100% healthy for him to be on the field in Columbus. If they don't have Kayvon Thibodeau, and now they've got some pieces. They've got two of their corners coming back that were suspended against Fresno State. You know, Oregon has been recruiting at a very high level with Mario Cristobal, with Verdell uh, and Die in the backfield. They've got some they've really got good, good they've got good wide receivers. I think they'll be able to score some points against Ohio State because you have questions, I think we all do, mm-hmm. about Ohio State's defense. This is, a, I, this is a tough spot, and you're seeing the market support Ohio State here. Yeah. Is it still at 14? 14 and a half in most spots. Wow. I think I saw it touch 15 a little bit. Um, there's a 15, yeah, 15 here at Circa. 15. It was 14 yesterday. Yeah. So you've got that. Washington, this is the fascinating one for me. And you'll, you'll, you'll get to learn this. I'm going to bet Washington. At Michigan? Yeah. Please explain. Washington last week, Sean, was a two-point favorite in this game. I understand they lost to Montana and looked as bad as they did. But are we really saying that we saw an eight-and-a-half-point swing because Michigan beat Western Michigan? By the way, Michigan also just lost their top receiver. I don't think highly of Michigan either. I think this is a defensive slugfest. I think this is an ugly game. It's prime time. I, I don't trust Michigan. As much as Washington looked ugly, you could also look historically at top 25 teams that lost to FCS teams. The week after, they bounce back. I think Washington has a chance to win this game outright. I'm going to take the six and a half. It's a, this is a spot, Sean, where everyone and their mother will take the Wolverines laying the six and a half because of what we just saw. I think this is your classic overreaction to a terrible game by Washington. There's no deny, awful, horrendous game. But I just don't think they're this bad. I, I don't think they're six and a half points worse against Michigan when all offseason they were a favorite in this game. Now, let me ask you a question. The travel doesn't bother you? It's a night game. No, not really. Okay. Does it bother you? I mean, you, you would know better than I. Yeah, when you're switching time zones. Yeah. yeah. Even a night game. Like, Oregon playing at noon, I think, is noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Mm-hmm. But Washington's a night game. I, I, does that really mess up your body clock all that much? Just the travel. Yeah. Different climate. It's going to be loud. Night game. Yeah. 100,000. And I'm not huge on the Wolverines either, but I'd have to actually go You're watch. You're starting to see some sevens, too. And yeah. if it gets to seven, it's I've got to go watch playtime. the Washington-Montana game. That's on my list of things to do. I haven't watched it yet. It was bad. And that's why, you know, I played Washington. We talked about it. I played them to win the conference because I like the way their schedule shaped up. Getting Oregon at home, a couple cross. They didn't get USC in a crossover. Well, they're a game back in the uh, what conference is Montana in? <laughs> big Sky. <laughs> they're a game back in the Big Sky. <laughs> Look at some of these other ones. Stanford. What happened to Stanford? I mean, they used to be it's hard, man. Those academic requirements and with the exposure that schools like Texas, 
UCLA. 17-point dog. Notre Dame. The, the exposure those schools have now, the reach has grown. So now the kids that Stanford used to be able to go when they only would go to Stanford, they're going to Notre Dame. They're going to Texas. You know, they're, they're – so it's harder to recruit now, especially actually guys that are good football players. After a 1-5 and five weekend for the Pac-12 North. Hot garbage. They are now – can you say it? Say hot garbage. I want to hear you say it. The Pac-12 is hot garbage. Well, you just said yesterday that USC is going to the playoff. Yeah, because the rest of the conference is hot garbage, so they're going undefeated. <laughs> and if a program like Southern Cal goes undefeated, they will get in. They have enough behind-the-scenes power on that committee, influence, and that I they'll think, get in. I think they will, but I don't think they're going undefeated. I think they could lose to Utah. I think they could lose to UCLA. You think more highly of some of these schools. But you also just mentioned a trip to the Midwest about Washington. USC is going to the Midwest. They're going to Notre Dame, though. That's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same as Michigan. Michigan is ranked what? You guys are life and death for FSU. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh, I thought the Magic Man played for FSU. Yeah, he played three series. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if he played the whole game. Yeah, and they weren't playing prevent defense when he was in the game. Facts. (laughs) Yeah. Throw, throw some defensive linemen at him, see how mobile he would be moving. But it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting weekend for the Pac-12 North. Three teams are double-digit dogs. Four are dogs. We will see. It is uh is playing into the Sean King classification of their pudding. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> we'll talk to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus coming up top of the hour. Get his thoughts on week one some futures bets that he has in the can as well. That's Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.